Welcome to another episode of Bros Banter, episode number three. And today we are sponsored, as usual, by Demen Bertillon. Yeah. Thank you for the fine brews. Yeah, this one today is uh, Elf Russe. So it's a... Uh, it's, uh, red Amber. beer. Yeah. Red beer? No, it's a red Amber. beer. Amber. Red beer. Yeah, once again, labels are super nice. Uh, these guys are local to my place. Uh, they're awesome. They're super nice. They actually did our launch party and like yeah. 250 a beer. Sweet. Yeah. Maybe I'll take some home. You should. You should. Yeah. We'll, we'll set you up. We'll set you up definitely. We'll give their brown ale a try. All right. I'd like to introduce our uh, guest, Nicole Brewster from uh, Renford Resources. Renford Resources. Mm. And today's topic uh, we're going to talk about is should you or should you not have abortion till the age of 18? Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, he starts. Oh. I thought we were going to avoid politics. Oh. Oh. No, no, I'm talking about as a parent, could you consider abortion all the way to the age of 18 with your children? Getting rid of them up yeah. to like kind of a return Just, to sender? Yeah, return to sender. They don't fit. I do, I know I'm talking to men, but let me tell you, they're not going to fit after a certain oh, age. <laughs> it's a one way trip. Oh. <laughs> I just like I just like doing this every show. I come up with a. Are you torturing topic, your brother? And just to see if how red I could get oh him on camera. Okay, so what's the real topic today? <laughs> well, we All could right. discuss returning children. <laughs> oh. Just saying. <laughs> Uh, no, I think, uh, okay, we're going to not really touch about uh, politics, so we're not going to... Yeah, no politics. Though. Let's talk about the things we're not going to talk about. We're no not going to talk about politics, so pretty much what's happening in Quebec and Canada uh, with the truckers, uh, Premier Trudeau, we're not touching. We're not touching about Ukrainian politics or Russian politics, so that we no threw that... No Putin news today. No, no, no news on Putin. Uh, we're not really going to talk about the Olympics because the women's hockey won. Well, that was the only story anyone cared about. The, unfortunately, yeah. you know what? For some of those kids competing, it's clear the Olympics is a bit of a sham. You feel bad for them. And then the Russian kid who got just yeah, that was destroyed so by her coach. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. Let's do talk about that. I, because I think that's good. Because uh, Nicole's really interested. Are you interested? I, I've been watching the Olympics every day. You have? I have. Okay, been. so I'm not watching them. I'm boycotting uh, I'm that. boycotting watching them. I'm not, I'm not feeding really? that cash machine. Uh-uh. But I can, just from reading about it in the popular news, like, it's clear there's a, that's political. China's kissing up to Russia. There's a whole little, a little bromance going on there. Political theater? Really? Really? Yeah. So do you think he'll invade the Ukraine before or after the Olympics? I, we're back to the things we're not talking about. Look at how that happened. But these are juicy. <laughs> so I think he's going to wait after the Olympics for sure. I hadn't, I hadn't even considered that. I didn't even think. Oh, that. no. I read, I read something, and of course, I've promptly forgotten it. And you might know the statistic, but it's along the lines of uh, um, Armed armed insurgencies during the Olympics, or waiting just until they're done. There were two prior Olympics where Russia invaded or attacked or did something stupid during Olympics. So, really, kind of Ukraine most likely has a free pass until the Olympics close. So they either they either get into NATO before or it's done. Wow, there is. Could you imagine right now NATO? They're they're, they're rushing the paperwork, looking at the Olympic countdown. I, I really want to watch the bobsleigh. No, you got to do the paperwork. You got to do the paperwork. <laughs> no, Nobody I'm watches the bobsleigh. Because I didn't, I didn't think so. And that, because we've seen the markets this week suffer. 
I mean the the whole the whole oh the markets had a had a meltdown until yeah. the Ukraine until Russia's like no no it was just troop exercises we're backing up the market goes up now it's like well wait a minute we're looking at satellite photos they're not really market goes down well no no it takes time to move our troops the markets it's just ridiculous whiplash like you said every day it's a roller coaster it is it is that's why don't trade the index. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's been swinging. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. But um, just one thing. Okay, so we're... We've, so we're not talking about we're politics. We're not talking about politics. <laughs> so let's talk about politics. But if you were a invading country, you know, if you're going to invade a country like Ukraine and you were Russia, would you invade it because of the natural resources there? Ooh, let would me it, think. Would it be because of the natural gas? One of the biggest pockets of natural gas in pretty much Europe? I think I think Ukraine also is one of the biggest. No, I think Russia is one of the. Or actually, I think I was reading is going to be. The Do you think? Second, you read? No, they're going to be the second largest producer, or uh, of. Uh, High platinum. Platinum. Yeah, I read that. Well, the, the sanctions against Russia, and this was a Reuters news article today, which I put on my Twitter feed yet have yet to read, but sanctions against Russia. Commercial sanctions are going to destroy the palladium market, just as we're possibly seeing the car market come back on stream now that they're able to make chips again and build cars. Because for the longest time, I had a friend bought a car, car sitting on the lot. You can't have the car until we get a little FedEx envelope with the little chip we need to put in the car. What is that? Who buys that car is the first question, but that was ridiculous. So now they have chips, yeah. but now they need the palladium. To build to finish building the cars to its emissions is the issue um sanctions against russia are going to further put further tension on the commodities markets and the sanctions are going to come about because one way or another russia is invading the ukraine i think will so. they march in on you know without any challenge and that would be the best outcome for the people of the Ukraine or will there actually be a, a, a fought on land war? That remains to be seen. I mean, sanctions against the pipeline, sanctions against Russia, banking sanctions, well, locking them out of the SWIFT system is fine, but they're all the, the Asian, Russian, they're all moving to direct settlement and they're, they're building their own. Europe is building its own direct settlement system and China already has one. So that they, the SWIFT, which is the big stick that the yeah. U.S. Bear bangs, is less and less effective. So the world's fracturing again. And, really? you know, is the U.S. able to be the big policeman? Probably not. Not forever. But remember what we were talking about yesterday? We're not talking about politics. No, that, that is... Don't, we're talking about that, everything that's, that's in the periphery to politics. <laughs> and I, you know what? I'm almost like, it, it sounds almost like a movie madness to say, but it's like we're returning to Cold War, which, which at a certain point, I think like both sides. But Mr. Trump started that. Mr. Trump threw up the walls. Mm. The world had flattened. Who was the guy that, the, the flat earth theory? Uh, a, a dude wrote a book and it was like direct, it was um, direct delivery, you know, um, product on demand, not held in warehouses, but yeah. it would be shipped on demand. That required a flat world. That required yeah. seamless trade. You know, we could build parts of things everywhere and assemble it here and still trade it back across borders with no issue. Mr. Trump put up his protectionist walls and the world started to fracture again. Really? 
Roche so, is way smarter than we are. No, no, but <laughs> I mean, I way mean, smarter than we are. These are things that I hadn't considered. So Canada, a little late to the party and arguably not the biggest dial mover on the planet. Canada did enter into direct trade arrangement with China. We settle, we have a direct relationship to settle in the renminbi, I can't even say it, but anyway, currency that they use. You can directly trade the Canadian dollar and the Chinese currency. That's, a, that's an outside of the SWIFT system, that's a, that's a specific relationship. So that's the world breaking up again, back to the Cold War where everybody was a kid sitting in the sandbox. And who was the guy that carved out most of the sandbox? Well, there's three of them. There's the US, there's the China and Russia. They're carving out the big corners of the sandbox. And the rest of us are squished in the other corner going, yeah, we're important too. <laughs> we're gonna move the needle somehow. Now Canada is important from a natural resources point that's of view. True. And that is the, that's the strength we've always had. It's not people, it's not, you know, where our geography is largely uninhabited. You want to conquer the Arctic? Go for it, there's nobody up there, you know. Which we have previously touched upon. If you uh, remember previous episode, we talked about how in popular culture, aliens, and invading forces never come into Canada. No, Canada's the same place in the world. Every, it never every, happens. Every Hollywood movie always ends up with, go to Canada to survive. The higher up north you go, the safer you are. Here's enough empty forest, they won't find you for a little while. You'll be fine. That's true. So, but if, if this has such an impact on natural resources, this probably leaves Canada in a, in a pretty advantageous position with all the natural resources well, we have. Well, it does. However, I did tell you our government's friendly with China. A lot of Chinese companies own the public, own the deposits or own outright the publicly traded companies or large chunks of the public traded companies or have offtake agreements because they provided financing. Financing's been a hard thing to come by in the resource space and our government has not financed our resources. They've been left to fend for themselves and China's had an open checkbook. With its, I mean, every China's a communist country. Any Chinese company is owned in some part by the state. Yeah. Once you understand that, the state has a lot of tentacles out in the world. So if they're financing mining companies and own significant percentages, I mean, you know, I had an annual meeting where I was begging people to exercise their proxies. I exercised, my father's company that owns shares exercised, my consulting company exercised, maybe a handful of other people. Now that is a lot of stock in Renforth terms, but I'm like calling people, like, could you please just vote your proxy? Like, could you find it, open it, and go online and vote it? But voter apathy, I mean, you get a, an SOE that owns 20% of a, of a public, or 19% of a publicly traded company, it comes down to a vote, they'll carry it. Yeah. If only 25% of the shareholders vote and one of them owns 19%, guess how the annual meeting goes? That's true. That actually is exactly true, and that's something a subject that I think a lot of people don't understand enough about the publicly listed companies. Yep. It's like it's there's all these things. There's a function to why you should have you have to have shareholder meetings and why it's important to participate. Yeah. And a lot of people like you are <laughs> you're almost like a politi doing political calls like. Have you remembered to vote on your proxies? Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> Did you open your proxy? Could you, there's what a control a, number. Could you vote it? What would be a, Have you actually seen a situation where you had this your, your shareholder annual meeting and you were sort of hoping to go in one direction, but because for the reasons that you mentioned, couldn't go in that direction due to the voting? 
personally, no, I've been fortunate. However, being an eternal optimist, I mean, I think the caliber of Remforce assets will get noticed eventually. And that's my biggest concern strategically is losing control at an annual general meeting. Very easily done. Really? For sure. I mean, personally, I own 5% of the company. All it takes is somebody, and you know, my consulting company, I do have friends. We have a lot of large shareholders, but they never vote. So that's when you hire a proxy company to solicit slash badger those people into voting because there are proxy wars. It's been a long time since we've seen a proxy war in the mining space because nobody's given a rat's ass for a while. Can we swear <laughs> on a podcast? Absolutely. Well, I just did. No, no, that's, Good. That, that, you call that rat's ass? No, no, that's, that's, that's very light, but, you know, I should check my audience. I'm sure they're all over 18. <gasps> Virgin ears. Um, it's one of my fears. It's, it's, it's definitely a point where every publicly traded company is vulnerable, and that's what you hear about activist shareholders. But then you hear the ridiculous thing. I was reading about one activist shareholder slash investor, and they own like 3% of the company, yet they're dictating what the company does. But why are they able, why is one guy able to dictate what a company you own shares in is doing? Because nobody else is doing anything. So one guy who has 3% mathematically should not sway anything. That's true. But if the other 97% can't get off their ass and vote, guess what? The motion gets moved. Yeah. And Okay, so I'm going to say this. Why stay public? <laughs> well, hard enough to fund a public company, even harder to fund a private company. Yeah. But you do see companies get privatized. I mean, I was involved with one of those. They just got, they were keeping the company, a, a group that was keeping the company alive and just got tired of the hoops the regulators were throwing them through because they were private in every other sense of their business. And finally they're like, forget this. Like the street yeah. doesn't get it. The public market isn't getting it. So they took it private. And I'm just paying. They made money hand over fist for a number of years on the main asset. Then they sold half the main asset for a multiple of what they paid for it. Then they held on to 50%, continued to make money hand over fist because they were hedging the production. Then they sold the final 50% for another laughable amount of money. Public shareholders could have been involved in all of that, but the public, the, in that case, the regulators and the apathy of the investor community, they were just like, screw it, we'll take it public, or we'll take it private. But they had the wherewithal. I mean, the market cap right now, Remforth, is whatever it is. It's sitting around $19 million, so logically you'd need more than 19 million dollars to take it private mm. yeah no no yeah, i know but it's just like i just find it like there's not all this thing uh, are the same not all markets are the same well, some are greedier than others some you know promise uh, more exposure stock exposure so you should list with uh, the TSS, you should list with oh, this, yeah, yeah, you should yeah. list with that, and they all have their different price schemes. And so they... we're listed with the CSE because they mm -hmm. brand themselves as the Exchange for Entrepreneurs. And I get asked, will you go to the TSXV? Nope. Flat out, nope. Don't even finish, don't finish the sentence. No. Why not? I think right now the CSE monthly listing fees are $700 just to check a right to the exchange. <laughs> However, the CSE is based upon the fact that we do all the disclosure, you guys do your due diligence. The CSE does not represent or warrant or approve anything I do. Hmm. TSXV, the TSX, they approve what companies do. So they have all these analysts that need to dealt, that opine and they'll allow business to proceed or not. Arguably they're not, sub, they're not experts in the businesses, in your, yeah. 
but they can stop or start or encumber or not a transaction. That's, and the, that's fucked up. The listing costs to sustain because you pay for everything. You pay for the, and you need lawyers. Mm-hmm. The CSE, the CFO fills in our monthly, it's a form seven. It's a monthly filing yep. obligation. Our CFO does it. He gets paid shares, costs us nothing. I could fill it out. It's yep. it's idiot proof. The, the it, it disclosure. Is, it is. It's truly it. plain English. TSXV. You need a lawyer. What about Neo? One of their one of their letters. So there's it's interesting. And Neo, there's there's about there's several in Toronto of these digital based exchanges. Yeah. And I haven't looked into them because I'm happy on the CSE. CSE's re, re, um, RRSP eligible. Yeah. It you know it it's recognized now. I've been listed on them for a while and they had to work to get there. The digital exchanges are coming behind and they'll do the same. We're listed on the OTC QB in the States, which yeah. is the lowest rung of the ladder. And yeah. we're happy on the lowest rung of the ladder. We're DTC eligible, meaning brokers in the States can trade it and take, mm-hmm. get delivery because their delivery system is all fractured state yep. by state. But I had a guy pitch me the other day. I should list on AIM. I don't oh. get any attention in. Uh, I don't get any attention on the CSE. It's it's not a good exchange. It's got too many companies. Blah blah blah. Just throw darts at the CSE. I should come and list in London, on their lowest. Well, we're listed in Frankfurt. I have a Frankfurt yeah, listing you are, that popped good, up. Yeah. But I don't maintain the Frankfurt listing. I mean, first of all, COVID. It's Germany, and I don't speak German. I mean, I speak English. That's really it. Um, but the idea of going to London. Well, if I'm gonna spend the treasury to get a listing in a jurisdiction i kind of got a market to that listing that's true so a trip to london can be lots of fun and everything but you know not (laughs) not knowing anyone or having a network there i'm just writing checks and hoping that the guys aren't yeah and then you you know find a consultant are you 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 saying that it's more likely that you'll have fun in london (laughs) than in frankfurt (laughs) i've never been to frankfurt i've been to london i've heard frankfurt's a neat city i've been through the airport that's the extent of it and that wasn't fun huge airport um but uh yeah you know i am not running to chase listings you could list the company i once had guys want me to list in the bahamas the who knew the bahamas had an exchange first of all (laughs) why did you even list there well, it's... For all the rich millionaires at the Bahamas. Well, all the money that can't come back on shore probably could trade there, right? Just speculating. Still, you'd have to cater to those people and at the same time, you've got... They're, they're, they're investing either way through the different markets out there. Well, I think from what I... In all seriousness, aside from the idea of marketing to all these various jurisdictions, from what I understand, the CSE is very accessible. It European is. European investors can easily trade the mm-hmm. CSE. Canadians can, Americans can, or we have the OTCQB listing. That's true. Um, Asians, I don't really know, but I don't know that in China they're allowed to do that anyway. So, you know. And the CSE of uh, Barrington Miller, which is just awesome, <laughs> just to say. Uh, Barrington's as a name. awesome. <laughs> great voice. Great, great voice. <laughs> great voice. Great, great voice. Yeah. <laughs> that man's voice comes out of his toes. It's just. <laughs> It's just it was just worth mentioning. But you bring some good points though. That's one thing that, that I don't think I, I, I hear at all, whether I'm listening to a podcast or on YouTube. Is shareholders actually exercising their vote of right? Mm. They I don't I don't see anyone doing that. I don't see anyone publicly talking about it. I think it just goes to to say that Well it goes to the ignorance of 
and, and, and I say ignorance in the least insulting way, way yeah. uh, the ignorance of most shareholders. And, and it also kind of speaks more to the, like, and not going into politics again, but the general apathy of interaction. Like, it's like we're pining, we're ripping out right now. Like, uh, we want to have the true, uh, true news, not fake news, not news that's been polluted. We want this, we want that. But yet, most of us are not actually even exercising our first right in a democracy, which is the right to have to your voice. Vo- have your voice heard. But no. I mean, um, in the uh, the. Uh, general election case in point two, right? Well, I mean, well, it's, it's 30%. <laughs> I'm actually, can't wait to see uh, Quebec's going in elections uh, in, in October, November. I'll, I'll be impressed if we uh, even after get over 40%. I'd be like, honestly, we should start, we should start a betting pool, like a, a pool. Uh, you know, the percentage. I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure somebody in Kanawaki has already started a line on it. You can actually bet on anything today. You can bet on anything. Okay, but I love Lego. I love the headlines Lego generates. I mean, I don't know Lego as a politician or his party or anything, but I just love like how plain spoken he is. Like during COVID, he's like, no, you don't want to do this. You're going to use that. That's fine. We're raising your taxes. You know, you're not vaccinated. You're going to pay a surcharge. Period. You can't go to the SAQ anymore. We'll check your vaccination passport. You want your alcohol? No vaccination passport. No alcohol. I, I, I've seen. Did that people. cause you to get vaccinated? No, no, no. I, I got back, I got my three doses as quick as I could because I wanted to travel. But I did see if I go to the CQ, I've seen a few times people arguing even oh, for yeah. delivery because they couldn't take delivery if they didn't have their passport. So they could order online, but they have to physically go inside the to SAQ pick it up. to uh, pick it okay, up. Okay. So they're not allowed to pick it up. They're not vaccinated. It, it honestly, that that's where I was actually surprised. I thought, well, you know what? Because the whole media made it seem like, uh, well, if you get if you if you just order online, you should be fine if you're not vaxxed. But no, no, no. I, I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes. People I don't know. Arguing. I got vaccinated, but I'm, I'm very tired. I mean, I had a guy who was in Australia, Indian guy, I think, in Australia, reaching out on WhatsApp every once in a while. He reaches out to see if I'm raising money. I'm like, no. Um, but then he starts on about, am I vaccinated or not? I'm like, how is this even relevant? Like, first money. of all, I'm a Canadian. Well, whether or not he has the money, whatever, whole different discussion. But I'm a Canadian. We have the highest rate of vaccination in the world. What do you think the answer is? Mm-hmm. Well, my brother got it and then he got COVID. I'm like, oh my God, it doesn't stop you from getting COVID. It stops you from dying in theory. That's, That's all it does. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's true. No, I, like, got, I got COVID. Yeah. My kids got COVID. Well, got two eight-year-olds. So automatically, it's They're like, walking Petri dishes. And uh, and which are not only that. But they're, they're cute f- Petri dishes, but they're, they're Petri They're dishes. frequenting other Petri dishes <laughs> in a whole establishment that <laughs> oh, is... Oh, Petri dishes. Which is, which you're going like, honestly, if, 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 if there's a kid that gets sick... Everybody. If, yeah, exactly. You're actually worried if no, no kid gets sick and everybody else is getting sick. Uh-oh. Yeah, what, what's They've wrong with my edge. kid? Why they, did... No, they have an edge. Herd immunity <laughs> finally made it. Yeah. But uh, no, it's not. It's just nuts. The, the the whole vaccination just went nuts, just went overboard, and it became a, a social topic. Okay, so here it's quasi-political because the whole Freedom Convoy, we're not talking politics, got jumped on by many other things. But in the States, it's outright political. 
Oh yeah. 100%. Because they're just white or black, left or right, red or blue, mask, no mask. Did like, you actually see some of the of uh, Kennedy and uh, Tucker Carlson talking about ca uh, Canadian? <laughs> the, no. Oh my God! You have to. It's like it's the only way I can describe it is literally what it is: an American right wing moron talking about Canadian politics and making it sound American. These true patriots, and I'm going like, we live in Canada. True patriots. No Canadian feels oh. that strongly about anything. Sorry. Except hockey. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The yeah. Habs and the Leafs. Let's not go there. We can't have that discussion. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> oh, no. No. It was funny. You have to watch it. And, and, and Hannity calling out Trudeau a coward. And this is like, I'm going like, you're, you're, you almost called him a fascist. I'm going, Mm. He's many things. Actually, did you see? But not a, I would never <coughs> consider him a fascist. Yeah, but Elon did compare him to Hitler. You did, did you see that image? No, it wasn't uh, it, it was no, Elon. Oh, oh, Bill Mayer also did uh, make a comparison to, to Hitler. And I'm going like, guys. I don't think Trudeau's that invested in the role. No, no. no. And it, it's and, and honestly, it Elon and uh, it's not the, we're not talking about the same oh. the same level of charisma. No offense, <laughs> Justin, but not the same level of charisma. But he has nice hair. He does. And cute socks. Yeah, he's got a very lovely family. Mm. See, this is sure. Like, they're cute. It's a picture of Hitler saying, "Stop comparing me to Justin Trudeau. I had a budget." <laughs> 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 it, it, it's, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw a different one that had Trudeau at the podium and they had but, but put Elon a Hitler. Musk tweeting that. But yeah, that, why, why is Elon even talking about this? Because the Freedom Convoy. No, I know. He's got a game. Elon, Elon's trying to distract from his tax bill. <laughs> Hey, I, I, I actually like Elon. I he, think, I he's, think Elon you know, he's, speaks the way he He's propping all the truckers to, for them to eventually switch. To the Tesla trucks. That he's never going to actually make. Well, yeah. they, he tried. It's almost there. <laughs> I, I actually think one one got delivery. I think I saw that last There month. was one built. Yeah, one built. Hey, you know what? Come on. Give the guy some props. He actually did it, and now everyone's following suit. You got Ford coming out. Uh, Chevy, if you watch the Super Bowl, Chevy's coming out with Bro, their electric they were pickups. doing that before. Yeah, but come on. Yeah. He put the no, pressure but on. What was it? 20, 2025 or 2030? Um, something like 25 models electric from GM. I think uh, the Super Bowl commercial. It was a great Doctor Evil commercial. It was great. It was it was really good actually. It was funny. You know you have to see it. it, it it's I, I, it's I, honestly good. I think 2023 though. 23 we get the first Chevy, Chevy electric car, uh, electric truck. But talk about electric. Let's We're, talk about electric. Let's talk. I, no, I, I honestly want to talk electric because I I'm, I'm a strong. So I'm I'm mixed. I I hate. I hate the fact that we're being forced in that direction because it does David feel has like a pickup. Louis David has a pickup. He lives in suburbia, yeah. but he has a pickup. I have a Jeep. And, and, and he's thinking about getting a Dodge Ram. But by all means, no, let's no, talk no, electric I, cars. I, I, I hate the fact because I, I told you last time, I, I do feel that there's this, uh, the EV or electrical car mafia is coming into play. They, they want to sort of force you with the government to get into an electrical car. As but quick. you're in Quebec. You're, your electricity is almost free. I, 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 Come I, to Ontario. I, no, I understand that. I, I do understand that. And I understand the, the whole fact that we're moving there. I do feel like it's being rushed. 
that's that's my sentiment about it. The whole infrastructure for charging your car, etc. Infrastructure is non-existent. The, the the premise falls away because you can't charge them. Like I mean, I live in Ontario. Stupid expensive electricity anyway. But I live in the northern part of the city, quote unquote. I live in in a heritage hamlet. We don't have natural gas. We don't. We just got five. My kid's been texting me during this podcast because with the storm, five was out this morning. I have a fifteen-year-old oh at home with no five, and my husband went home between hockey games. Was like, she's really upset. I was like, she has data on her phone, but the <laughs> the five on the laptop's not working. She's beside herself. We've only had it for like three months, and now it's like she's gonna die without it. But how am I gonna charge an electric vehicle? I have like a hundred-year-old house with questionable home handyman electronics. I'm like looking at it, going. I don't even know. Apparently, we have 200 amp service, so I guess I could hire an electrician to That's like true. take this conduit outside, so to build a plug, so I could plug in the stupid EV until it's winter. And I mean, does that work? Because everything else is frozen solid. Why is the EV not frozen solid? I don't have a garage. It's sitting out in the in the wind. I live at the top of a valley, so yeah, lots yeah. of wind. You, you gotta. Have you know, a, you can I have, have a block heater for an EV? I'm thinking about these things. But I'm looking around and it's like there are no, there's one Tesla charging station in Pickering. It's always True. empty. So I don't know what the problem with that is. Nobody's got a We Tesla. had a hockey tournament. A family drove from Toronto to St. Jacob in their EV. They get to the hotel, which is on the literature said you could charge an EV. Well, where can we charge it? Well, nobody knew. There were two plugs for the residences. It was like a, I don't know, it was like a motel with like a residence attached. The residences had two plugs, but try and figure out how to get them. How do you pay for it? Who's allowed to use it? Like, nobody knows this crap. And I'm looking at this going, how are we going to be all driving EVs within 10 years? 2035. Okay, slightly over 10 years. How is this going to happen? Everything is going to be fixed. You know what you're going to do? You're going to use a hell of a lot of copper to build all that conduit to charge those stupid EVs. Forget about the, the, the fact that an EV, the electric vehicle itself, uses four times more copper than a regular car. That's true. There's, there's, it's a two-digit number, the number of chips in an EV versus a regular car. I'm the one, my, my Jeep, love my Jeep. My Jeep's 10 years old. It's got 315,000 kilometers on it. I'm going to get 400 out of this sucker. That's my goal. When this Jeep dies... I want to buy a 1980s pickup with no computers, just an engine and yeah. a key. I don't need airbags, all this. No, I don't, don't even care. I'm, and, I'm going back in time. <laughs> honestly, know? I think you're completely right. Because when it comes to like, we're getting, our cars are getting way too smart. What about solar flare? Uses. Why do I feel like I'm going down the highway, there's a solar flare and all the cars stop and we're all left kind of going, huh? Uh -uh. <laughs> huh. what do we do now <laughs> except for the south of the united states because they're they're still driving their well, I'll, be, I'll be driving i'll be driving my 1980s pickup don't worry <laughs> but you brought it you, you said it though copper well copper okay we can talk about the other metals but this ev dalliance this ev path we're going down it needs significant commodity input commodity mm -hmm. input we do not have wind turbines those things are not green when they're built there's a sure. graveyard. There's a graveyard of blades because they can't figure out what to do with the blades once they're. Apparently, they don't last that long because of the stress on them. 
but the amount of metal that goes into those wind turbines. Like, at what cost are we generating this green energy, and is it actually green? And it, but those are, you see, that's the real question. I remember a long time. That, that's actually where I, 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 I don't want to go because I. No, I, we could spend hours and days and weeks there. A long there. time ago, a long time ago, I was working, uh, worked for Hydro Quebec. And I used, they used to love to go around and be like, we're the greenest energy in the world. Well, 97% of the electricity in this province is hydroelectric. But then you do the math. You're like, okay, so the big basins that you did up there in in James Bay, well, you had to flood. Well, yeah. How many many bunnies and deer and caraboodles lost their land, right? Or people. And then the lost land. Spain, there's a a drought in Spain. So Mm -hmm. one of their their, um, dams is down to like 15% capacity or something. It's now a tourist site and they're flying drones over it right now because it's uncovered an entire town that was that was flooded when they built the dam. Everything comes at a cost. Exactly. So all the the green idea that we're going to do stuff and we're going to be nice and cuddly and not impact anything is bullshit. It comes at a cost. It's a flawed argument. And there's there's certain extremes. Like, okay, no one can ever say, uh, you know, like uh, heating with uh, charcoal or uh, well, no, no. Okay, you know. the, the thermal coke in the in the fireplace in my house to heat my house. Mm-hmm. It might be better if I use propane to heat my house. There are lesser evils. Yeah, or you like, know. Or like, I uh, mean, like uh, in China, they're using uh, open fire, open shower. open flame. You know, using wood that's been clear cut out of the Brazilian rainforest. Okay, there's probably a better way to do some things, but don't delude yourself that your EV or anything like that comes without an environmental cost attached. It's just, have we mitigated that cost as much as we can? And in mining, mining's coming leaps and bounds. The concept of ESG and mitigation is very real in our space. And I mean, it's hilarious because my social network, most of them, I don't even bother telling them I'm in the mining business because that's just bad and evil. Some think it's super cool. Some are like, oh my God, you are the devil walking on the earth. I'm like, but you need us. Even though you don't want to talk about us, you need us. But we're doing our best to mitigate everything we do. And like both, both government, uh, both provincial and federal are actually tr- telling you to mitigate all those risks as well. As they should. They should. But on top of that, what we all forget is that mining in Quebec only, it's like over $8 billions in the economy. But no one talks about it. It's not sexy. Again, like you said, if someone mentions it, you're the devil walking. And the you know what the most the, the funniest thing about like I've geologists that work in mining or oil and gas, oh, they're you know they work for horrible uh, industries. And I'm going like, do you realize that these people are actually pretty much on the field? If if there are people that love nature. Are, it's geologists because most of them. Well, it's the same as getting your head. There. It's getting your head around the concept of Ducks Unlimited, which is a conservation organization founded by hunting associations. Okay, well, okay yeah, it's they, very cynical, but, but they they understand that they need to protect the resource that they benefit from. That's true. As miners, we understand we need to protect the planet. You can't make new rocks. That's been like hundreds and millions of billions of years in the making, and like. Okay, volcanoes are making new rocks, but we're never going to see those rocks. If we're still on this planet, yeah. our great-great-great-grandchildren will see what rocks great-great-great. But we do understand we need, to, we need to mitigate our impacts as much as we can. We're aware of that. 
We can't just, you know, I mean, it's crazy. You look at some of the pictures there. Is it in like Minsk, Minsk or something? Communist government built that giant open pit vertical hole of a mine right beside a town. I'm like, what if you go out the back door and you fall in the mine? You know, we can't do stuff like that. We have to be cognizant of the environment we're in and the, the impacts we have. But we are. And eventually the mainstream will figure that out. They'll see that. I think they, the mainstream will see that if people start like pretty much like what we're doing. We're, we're like kind of like not force feeding, but opening the door saying, yeah. like when, you were, when I was a kid, you know those shows that you watch on television? How is this made? How is mining done? Like, I think there's like this amazing lack of those types of shows for people going like, oh, so that, you know, that person, and I love, I love the people that work and live in cities, but go out to the country because they have a country place and then there's a natural resource project. And we connect with nature. But they're the first one saying, you're destroying the environment. And you want to say, okay, so every weekend you take your car and you go two you hours take away your that cell way. phone, your car, <laughs> your TV, your internet. And the concrete jungle, like Toronto has an entirely different weather system <laughs> due to the amount of concrete, the lack of drainage. It's very, it's very established that cities are heat sinks. Yep. They amplify the wind patterns. So like you can get blown over in Toronto. I went to York University and the campus was designed by somebody that designed a campus in California, which was fine, till you put it in northern, you know, in northern North Toronto. Those winds, you couldn't couldn't leave the shadow of certain buildings. Like I remember leaving leaving lectures in the winter. You're walking on ice, the wind hits you, you're forty feet back from where you started. It's like oh, damn, I gotta go a different way. But you know, as a civilization, we've made some choices which are very, very bad for the planet. Yeah. And it's probably a whole bunch of incremental change, but try and bring about incremental change. People resist change. They don't want change. You can use different pavement. You can use porous pavement. It's a thing. Yeah. It allows water to to go back through it and back to the water table. Instead, we build non-porous concrete and big rainstorm, downtown Toronto floods. Brampton, I was reading, they've evacuated a bunch of people because the, you know, there's nowhere for the water to go. Hmm. So, you know, it's it's a whole bunch of small changes we can make, but those of us in my business are usually very cognizant of these things, partly because our jobs are seasonal in nature. Different things we can do at different times of the year. Yeah, and, so, and the rest of the population don't, uh, it's it's like this, this lack of thinking from, you know the, the the city dwellers, and I'm I am a city dweller, but I've never ever thought of like thinking. Okay, like maybe it's because of the industry we grew up in. Maybe it's a question of open mind, education, going like, well, for things to function, there has to be a give somewhere. There has to be sure. an evolution. There's got to be something going on. And versus, I'm just going to stop there and not understand. But would like, you say? Would you say the start though for this this this. I would say, would you start? Would you say that it starts with you as a as an exploring co- company, the change of how the environment is being treated? How would you say your role in the company that you've built, the the the, the materials that you're finding, the fuel, what we use every day? Would you say that the way that you guys are doing it, as you've started, you're pretty much leading the way that it should be handled? 
going through the future? I think most exploration companies are doing things as responsibly as possible. There's not too, there's only a few, there's a few places where we can make, try to make our impact better. Um, there's some areas I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath for technology to catch up. Like in mining, we're seeing automated mining, which is good. It's taking men out of harm's way. The most important thing, the most valuable thing in a mine is the man in the mine. Yeah. I've stood in a mine where a man died and I've gone to his memorial ceremony and it was, it's horrible. Nobody should go to work and die. So first we protect the most valuable resources, the men in the mine or women. But then you see uh, McLean Engineering is building all of this battery powered and or autonomous mining equipment. So that's phenomenal. Was it Kirkland Lake, which is now part of Agnico Eagle, uh, implemented battery, battery powered equipment? So it's getting that technology up to speed to have it all workable underground, getting uh, digital um, communication underground. So these, these, these machines learn and they know where they are. You're taking the men away from the working face, so you're taking them out of danger. So that's the biggest resource you're protecting. But then for exploration, we still don't have a battery-powered drill. I'm it's waiting true. for that. I've asked. They're not out there. Oh, I, they are out there for underground application. They're not out there for surface application. And it's going to take enough exploration companies asking their drill contractors, well, can you get diesel out of the equation? Like, stop using diesel. Once enough people ask, change will come about. They have to ask. Um, you know, we're fairly low impact. It's when you work into the full cycle of mining, but the full cycle of mining, they're very conscious, and it also has a cost-cutting benefit. If I can have 40 men working in a mine rather than 300, guess what's cheaper for me? Yeah, get the machines to do the work. Absolutely, and that's a, that's you know that's an evolution of that uh, that that cycle. Is at a certain point, automation will happen. It's happening in the car industry. It's happening in everywhere. So it's just a question of when well, will and the they're, they're get? using RFID underground, and then they're using Wi-Fi, and it's getting your Wi-Fi and your communication systems to work through the rock, like relay that signal. Relay it, relay it, relay it. Get it to the surface, so you can control the machinery, hmm. and they're doing it. They're doing it. There's so that some... means that your daughter can eventually go down, go in the mine and have access to her Wi-Fi and she'll be all good. <laughs> she'll probably actually be running those machines well, the, 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 it, it means It also means, though, that your daughters could be miners. Because now it's not reliant on going down a little tiny pulley car down a shaft with eight other men crammed in like sardines, mm -hmm. which no female wants to be in that position. No. Um, no and then, most men either. <laughs> true. <laughs> and then, you know, working a physical labor job underground and coming up blackface. Like you've all seen the pictures. Quebec has a rich history of underground mining. Yeah. You've all seen, and it breaks men. Oh, it does. Men are not designed to do that. Cause, and I say men because it's always been men. But now when it's automated and when you've got the, the, the drill at the face being controlled by an operator on the surface, that operator can be a young lady. That operator could be a, an Inuit operate, working in their own community. Yeah. You know, that operator could be opens, many things. Opens many, uh, many avenues. Yeah. Speaking about mines, which is the scariest mine you've been uh, down personally? Well, personally, I've only been down two mines. Neither oh. of them were neither of them were really scary, but it's a pretty funky thing to be that deep underground and stop and well, okay, I, in this one I was looking at a gallery which was poorly bolted 
and it, it had a bolt hanging with a giant fucking piece of rock on it. So now you, you're in the gallery, walk, walk, walk. Oh my God, you look up and you're like, okay, now I'm going to walk to the outside of the gallery and scooch around it. But it's pretty wild to be underground and be cognizant of the fact of just how deep you are and just how much rock is above you. Just how reliant you are on an engineer's mathematics and his understanding of rock mechanics that this mine is going to stay open. That one bolt. And not collapse. Well, in the case of that big hanging rock, you want that one rock bolt, which has already slipped like 80% out of its... <laughs> just stay. Stay until I get out. But, um, okay, I lie. The scariest mine I've been under? I didn't even think of this as a mine because it wasn't an operating mine. Sorry. For a little while, Remforth had a property in Spain. Really? Uh, the market went against us. But I, I told you, we kicked the tires. I look at a lot of things. And one of these mines in Spain was a gold mine. It was a Roman mine oh. that had been operated by child labor. And they'd been vein mining, and they were veins sitting at like a, an angle from the surface. So I go down to this mine, like the, the Spanish professors and the government people take us out there. And... Um, to get into the mine, first thought that maybe this is not the best idea ever. First of all, I'm with my father. He's an exploration geologist. He's, he's the modern-day Indiana Jones, and the men will do anything without thinking about it. So in those yes, footsteps, right. So I'm following him, and we have, to, we have to slide down a hill and then go into this half-moon opening, which we both fit through, but you're pretty much shimmying through on your back. And you're scooching on your butt further down the hill in this tunnel. Now, they've given us hard hats, which is great, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Protect your head. That's it. Protect your head. There's a light on it. So, yeah, we'll be fine. Um, and then finally, you get to the point where you can stand up. And this was a well-known cave system for spelunking or for cave tourism. But it was also known to be, and it's documented, it's still there, because um, an Australian company optioned it after me and said, what was the problem? I'm like, the problem is there's no capital markets in Canada and I can't work a property in Spain. There's no problem. But it's noted as a site of spectacular specimen gold. Fine, so we're going down the mine, and then we go into one of the galleries of the mine. So the mine's a straight tunnel in, and the galleries branch off. Okay, so we step into the gallery. So the first thing we get is like a thousand frickin' bats come flying out. Mm. So like you're ducking. But then my dad's in front of me, he's like, oh, be careful where you step. I'm like, what do you mean Why? be careful where? we step. Oh, he's enjoying himself all the way through. No, it's total darkness. He's looking at the top where they were mining the top edge, the shallowest edge, and we're on a little ledge. The problem is behind us is an open drop <laughs> down to the next level of the mine, which is like a couple hundred feet. We got bats freaking flying around. It's total darkness. We're on a path that's like 12. I'm like, how fucking dumb is this right now? And then, of course, it's because there's been rock falls. So now you've got to step over a boulder or <laughs> avoid a hole. I'm like, oh, my God, this is dumb. It's all documented. I'm like, I'm glad it's documented, but I don't want to fall down it, documented or not. That's the scariest mine I've ever been in. But that was a Roman era mine. And it was mined. It was like a little narrow thing that was being mined. And they were using children because they could put them down there because yeah. they were smaller and they could dig. And they just kept digging to the bottom. But now we're walking in after them and we're reliant on this little weed ledge. Well, I actually... Super stupid, super scary. I can outdo you on all those counts. Oh, really? Mining in uh, Bolivia. 
It's a tourist attraction, which is also completely <laughs> retarded. Uh, in Potosi, the silver mine, which is owned by everybody. Nobody actually claims it, and all of local villagers go and mine there. So there's no graft. They're blow they're blowing right, left, and center. Oh yeah. With dynamite. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes perfect sense. And I went in there, and uh, and then they have a shrine. They give offerings. You realize it's like, okay, please, hopefully today, nobody will die. I mean, can I lie? <laughs> no. And I and I went through, and the the, the wall was to get in there was about like less half. Yeah, two feet. So you had to crawl all the way. They gave me a the nice hard hat. Yeah, yeah, because when you're splatted on the ground, I really want them to find my brain. Yeah, that is the that, that's, 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 that's the, the only thing. thing you have to protect. Right. All the rest is safe. Just your head and go like, and then you're just there and you're hearing, and it's, they're blowing. They're blowing up right, left, and center. Nobody knows who or what they're doing. And then at a certain point, I look at my guide. He says, okay, let's have lunch. I'm like, no, let's get the let's fuck, get out, the of fuck out of here. <laughs> Why? Because what? all of you are fucking idiots. And guess what? I'm a fucking moron for even being Well, I've here. been underground when they blasted, but that was a mine in Spain, and my brother was a mining engineer. So we just kind of go down, the, down, the, down and around the corner. He's like, just wait for it. And then you're thinking... That's the moment where you're like, I hope the engineer did the math right and that rock holds, because is that rock going to hold or not? So. But you were around people that knew math and did math. Not, did math, not not, not, not police sticking chunks of dynamics. But that's how every mine operates, right? I mean, I have always said the mine geologists in charge of mapping the face, and the face is the wall of rock. Mm -hmm. Like say this whole, this is our gallery and we're mining all of this wall. So yep. this is the face. So the geologist maps it. Then the driller comes, he drills holes and it's a specific pattern. It's a blast pattern. Then they go back up the hall. Then they blow it up. And then they come in and they pick up all the, all the rock and they scrape the back and they, and that happens all over again. Geologist comes back and how fruitless is that job? I'd be like the mine geologist like two days in going, why am I even fucking bothering? Like, Why did I study this long <laughs> to do this? I map this and then you blow it up. Like, literally. <laughs> you think that guy, that guy that like detonates it still gets a kick every time? Every time? Just, oh, to, yeah. just to be like, I'm blowing up shit. Every time. Well, Probably my brother used to call me from underground. He'd be like, <laughs> he'd be like, listen to this. And then you'd hear this <laughs> big It's like you're an idiot. <laughs> so your father was a uh, father was a geologist. Your brother still a geologist, Just, technically. Yeah. Little little old, little crazy, but he's a he's a fairly accomplished exploration geologist. Your brother's a geologist, mining engineer, completely mm. different. Uh, One huh. gets crayons, the other gets pencil crayons. Okay, who gets the crayon? Who gets so the pencil? That's the debate. Oh. So it's a family business. And you're also it really is. No, I was a stockbroker. Ah, we see who's the smart one. Yeah, we see the one who likes excitement. <laughs> really excitement. <laughs> you think your job is exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah. jeez, jeez. So father's still, father's still around, too. Oh, yeah, he runs a publicly traded, two publicly traded companies. Really? Yeah, you don't retire in this business. 
What do you retire? You what? You retire if you're an exploration geologist or a stockbroker or someone like look at your father. What he's going to retire and go like stare at a wall? No. No, no. He, he's actually not retiring, so he stays out of the house. <laughs> yeah, because uh, that, that's mom actually make him work more than he does now. Yes, my my mom's gone, and we always figured when my mom passed away, we're looking at my dad going, "How the hell did you like?" You're the one that does stupid things. You worked in Africa when I was a kid. Stories of eating dinners with weird food with tribal leaders and bribing guards across borders. And we're, and we're wow. like, how are you still here? Like, how do you defy these odds? But the stress. He the, did. The stress. He was living the, his life. Or the alcohol. Yeah. She was stressed out at home, going crazy about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. But uh, yeah, no, you don't retire from this. Like, you so know. I think you won't retire. No, I couldn't get a job. Who would hire me? Hey, oh, honestly, that's the same kind of principle. That's why we're pretty much that yeah. in this company. Because it's not nobody's going to hire us. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. That's, that's the day and age we live in where you sort of have to make yourself, you sort of have to, to cut your own path because whatever you're trying to find outside, especially in finance, now you have to have uh, numerous degrees that actually will get you that position. But when you talk to the guys that are actually in those positions, they don't even use those degrees. And at the same time, they don't even know how to do the math right because they're using a system that does the math for them. So the system's completely fucked. But, you know, because you gotta have an HR person. That's true. <laughs> and the HR person wants to make sure that they're hiring the best qualified person. And now to be a bond trader at a bank, you gotta have minimum a masters seriously so so yeah. so they got guys that have been on the on the bench like but that also just speaks that just speaks to our world changing yeah and then you hear about because numbers are growing commodity let's go back to commodities demand commodities demand before ev enters the picture we're already undersupplied on the basis of population growth and then population mobility China moves from everybody being low class to middle class. Well, they've done that. There's still some, but the, the population mobility, it's a communist country. You'll, you'll have low to middle to upper middle, but you'll never have the super rich are getting their hands slapped in China right now. India's next up. Yeah. Completely destitute country with no infrastructure. They're going to need to run. And in fact, China cheated in running their electricity. They have to go back now and continue their infrastructure to proper standard. So population growth is placing a strain on commodities because commodities have been underexplored for, all of them, for like the last 10 years. Because uh, admittedly, the CEOs of kind of the big five to 10 mining companies got really ahead of themselves and paid way too much money on stupid deals. And the investment market, the blue chip investment market, the funds, the, you know, the case de depot, the F, the... Um, Teachers, uh, the teachers, the the uh, the Fonds de Travail de Quebec, um, they they all walked away saying, "No, you guys have no restraint. We're not supporting you." <laughs> and then, no yeah, but then mining goes into a ten-year drought. Drought. Well, now they've they're cleaning that up, and people are coming back. But as a result of that ten-year drought, it takes five years to build a mine. Commodity prices. Maybe in Quebec. Maybe in Quebec. Two to three years if it's open pit and you're in a good, you know. But commodity commodity prices are shooting up because we don't have the commodities. And they'll keep shooting up. They yeah, of course will. they will. Lithium has been a market that's been on like a, a barely alive basis 
for the last, like nobody cared about lithium, nobody needed lithium. Even your laptop and your little camera battery, it, they could make that out of lithium brines. Well, now all of a sudden, everything needs lithium. Lithium, nickel. Everything needs nickel, everything needs cobalt. And to carry all of that and or build most of it, you need copper. So population growth is enough of a strain. And that's why you need like, you know, I'm looking at my kids and they're already like, how do you go to school for that long? I'm like, you have no idea. And you're you you're going for an undergrad, you're going back for a graduate degree. Like for sure you are. Or you don't and you just... You know, you I'm like, or please like go into a trade because for the life of me, it took me, yeah. took me three months to get an electrician to come to my house and now he's disappeared again and I have to start calling him again. We agreed on what he's going to do. Now I need him to come back to my house. <laughs> but I'm uh, like, sure. Get a, get a trade, <laughs> like, get out of like... It's there's there's also the whole concept of university. Well, university doesn't give you a job; it teaches you to think. Well, but I did tell you, my children. You see, that's what we grew up on. But I told my children I'm not paying for a degree in English or history. Or they're like, "Why do we have to go into STEM?" I said, "Because I'm paying the bill," and I said so. Uh, I don't to. run a house that's a democracy. Know, I'm we, a I'm a I'm a benevolent auto dictator, frankly. It's like it's, ours was different. Ours was. You, Arts, as long as you go to university, they teach you how to think. But then you graduate, and you're like, why do I get a degree in arts? I think I'm fucked. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think I'm fucked. As, 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 a, uh, as a graduate of anthropology, oh, I would like to mention that there is no jobs out there for anthropologists. Oh, no. Well, this is, I'm like, you're going to school for STEM. I don't care. Just pick, pick a science. Go to school for science, and then we'll yeah. figure it out. But... But or go to trade school and there's nothing. But that goes. But it was a backlash. You got to remember that the current generation, trade school is actually applauded. It's actually pushed as an actual yeah. uh, you know, pro profession. Because career. they're making they're making like kids out of trade school are pulling down a hundred thousand at like twenty seven years old. Who can argue with that? Yeah, no one. No you know, one. like going to talk uh, to our camera crew. Don't you guys feel like dumbasses now? <laughs> yeah, why don't you guys take a trade school? <laughs> we we can use I electrician plumbers. <laughs> but, but no, but I mean. But when I was growing up. But you look at. You, nah, man, trade is like. Well, because every generation wants to give their children everything they didn't have. Yeah. So I have watched friends who've raised kids that are very entitled and very out of touch with what actually goes into giving them everything they get given. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remind my children on a daily basis without becoming just completely like waving the guilt wand all the time. Like, you know, this doesn't happen automatically, right? Like you do see your father go to work. You see me go to mom. You're always home. Well, because mom works 24 seven. If mom has her phone and or her laptop, I guarantee you people will find me. So, you know, but understand like one day this will be you so Absolutely. and they're like they're like well i don't think i want to do that for the rest of my life i'm like oh i guarantee you will not do one thing for the rest of your life no I, i'm i'm, I'm uh, grooming uh, one of my at least hopefully one of my daughters to be a cage fighter so, <laughs> so that after she could have another career right, right after well, especially in, the, in, in this time where we are where everything's so expensive inflation motorcycle stunt rider in the cage that's what she needs to be exactly that's a good job right think of all the instagram and all that stuff it's gonna be Oof. it's gonna be nuts Oof. so you want your daughter to make money on instagram Jeez. okay my my younger one's like mom should i be a streamer and i'm looking at her going 
Huh. As a parent, my answer is just no. My automatic, I'm, I'm a mother to no. daughters. My automatic default setting is no. But I'm like... What are your metrics? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, which, which game are you going to stream and how good are you really? Like, I know you're better than your sister and both of you are better than me, but I get 10 seconds into the game and throw the controller across the room and go, this is dumb. So oh, I'm like, are you good enough that people would watch you? She's like, mom, do you know I've sold characters? Huh. Huh. No. <laughs> Your follow-up answer to that was, do you know that there's a rent now? <laughs> I'm oh, like, geez. so you know I can provide you with unique email addresses <laughs> through the servers <laughs> I own, right? And she's like, oh. I was like, so could you pay for university selling characters? Like, you're grinding your game anyway, so just grind these new characters and sell them. Come on. Well, yeah, but... But, but I'm also... I have these moments where I'm like, conversations my parents never had. Uh, well, welcome to Conversation, the rest of like, my life. characters. No. To that discussion in itself. Like, what? <sighs> I have conversations... I say things to my kids. For a little while when they were younger, I was like, oh my God, I hear my parents. And that's kind of... That brings you up short. You know, or I'd tell my brother, like, you look like our father. You look... You know you're, You know who does exactly what you just did. Our dad, my brother's like all pissed off because you do become your parents one way or another. So for a while I was like, oh my God, I just heard my mother when I said that to my daughters. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Now I'm walking around going, holy crap, what would my parents have said to this? Oh, would they even have gotten it <laughs> to begin with? Like what we're, uh, I'm starting to look at uh, everything that's uh, esports because it's a thing. So my sister's partner or one of her nephews i guess partner's sister's kid is in the states makes money gaming went to school on an esports team my father and i, I remember sitting in the pub with my dad that's not a sport that's a video game i'm like exactly and now, uh, i agree with you but there's money in it it's a billion <laughs> you know? dollar industry this it's ridiculous. year it's so i got my kid who's like again she's texting me to say mom it's two o'clock and five is still not working because well, yeah. the text my neighbor sent, I mean, I woke up, you know, here, I'm in a hotel in Montreal, right? Big storm last night. Again, we've had five for all of three months. We're like, we've all of a sudden entered the current century in my neighborhood. And I wake up to a text from my neighbor. I called Bell. There's a five outage. They'll be on it. And they expect service to resume by 11 o'clock. <laughs> so forgetting that's a, that's a bullpen that, slide by the way <laughs> yeah forgetting that A I'm not in town and B not really understanding just how much like the internet's now cracked cocaine in my house I texted uh, that to my little chat with my daughters so now the youngest one who's home the older one has a hockey tournament the youngest one's home texts me every she's hour twitching. she's like mom it's 2 o'clock 5 still not working <laughs> like oh my god you, you could respond to her there Read. goes my business, mom. My business is done for. <laughs> but, but you can you can respond to her. I guess the man lied to us. What exactly. are the odds? Oh, like, Meanwhile, I have a I have a chat with the neighborhood. We have a chat. Well, we have a chat about maple syrup because we make maple syrup as a neighborhood. But this the maple syrup WhatsApp group is now taken over with. Oh my God, the internet's not working. <laughs> Because this one guy who works from home, like, was on it at, like, 7.02. He's texting the guy who's in charge of maple syrup. <laughs> Is five down? And I'm like, and the other guy's like, yeah, we've got a service call for between 12 and 5. They say they'll fix it. But I'm like, we've lived in an internet desert for 10 years. So 
I've been hotspotting my phone to work from home for the last five years, right? Oh, geez. So it's just, it's taken over. The well, world's changed. But it's a new that's generation. It. The world's changed, and it's a new generation. But we're going, like, to just bring us full circle to pre Political talk, uh, no pre like or I'm excluding. The Are politics. we going back to how how long you can get rid of your kids? No, 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 no. no, no. The world has changed, but we're going back to natural resources. Okay, but where the are the new changed. investors coming from? They're the, they're them. They're the well, kids. They're but no, no. But I mean, I'm I'm older than both you guys, and we don't we don't discuss age. But you know, I'm older than both you guys, and I mean, I worked as a broker, and and the people I worked with, the the high net worth clients when I was a broker, are now. They're your father's age. They yep. they are they are your father, and then there's a bit of a a bit of a drought in between, and then there's my generation. But then I'm looking at like who are, and the shareholders I speak to are generally speaking older than me. There's very few I speak to that are younger than me, and, that's, that's... and I'm like, where are the new investors coming from? Like I have a Renforth TikTok channel. My 17 year old thinks this is the funniest fucking thing in the world. I also used the word sus in a conversation and had her keeled over laugh, dying laughing. I said, I can imagine. I said, that's pretty sus. And she's like, mom, oh my God. But you know, where are they coming from? How are they communicating? What are they doing? How do we get them into the market? The markets, the capital markets need them. They're already in the market. So, so crypto, NFTs, metaverse, oh my God. All, all these things. Oh my God, the metaverse. No, 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 but, but don't all, even yeah, start with me on the these things are the reason why they're in the market So my 15 year old like mom i'm gonna take a picture of the dog and photocopy it and sell it as an nft i'm like whatever awesome do Make, it but, you're, you're but that's she's on true investment that is the future investing so so let's not go into details of whether we think the metaverse will succeed or not no i did say can we send the dog with the nft like the dog specifically uh, send the dog <laughs> but but the truth of the matter is is all these technologies i mean Yes, you guys seem to have a high vision that these these kids are, are, are in a better world and they're going to do better. But nah, if anything, they I, got the same fucking problems we yeah, had. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but what I noticed is that they're yeah. I don't want to say they're getting branding, same content yeah. by the way. But I, I don't want to say they're getting lasered. But access to technology. Oh, this is going to be brilliant. Coming from kid, no, 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 from but kid I, lazy. No, no, no. no. I will, I, Kids are getting but lazy. I will, I will say. Put on your old man's that, hands. Social Scream media. at the clouds. Yeah, yeah. Scream oh, at the clouds. Yell at the clouds. When, when back in the your cloud. day, are you I wore an onion on my belt. Are you wearing jeggings and talking about laziness? Grandpa. <laughs> come on, Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> no, no. But the truth is, is if anything, social media... And, and all these all these platforms like TikTok, Instagram, I mean, literally, th those are the new people that are going to get into the market. Now they're they're into something that they consider sexy, which is crypto. They think crypto is sexy because they think they understand it. They think it's actually decentralized. But they'll realize point, the man's got crypto by the balls, yeah, and then they they'll move will. on. But that's when they'll realize, and and I think this is where the stock exchanges need to get involved. Is they need to really early companies like us. We need to have to make Barrington. Come on, Barrington, well, get involved. They, get a TikTok channel. That's it. Well, they have to make investment feel accessible. Because and right fun. now, right and now fun. it's more people are more excited about Snoop Dogg singing in the what is it? Uh, I was disappointed by Snoop. I I love seeing Snoop Dogg on stage. I questioned his I thought his attire was pretty bold. It was bold. I like seeing I love seeing Snoop Dogg, but I was kind of like felt a little let down. 
Mary J. I don't know what was going on with her though. But I was like, but seriously, those boots. Snoop, Snoop yeah, yeah, Snoop. but he performs in the metaverse now. You can, he actually has his own place. He he performs in the sandbox, which is a. I know it's a thing. It's a and thing. And I know you he has go. a place. And he has a place. He's selling NFTs and all that. But again, these people are paving the way, and they're actually showing the younger generation you can make money online because we are. But at some point, once that thing, once that concept sort of erodes, erodes. It's, it's people, it's exchanges like the CSE or the TSX or NEO or new exchanges that will come about that have to take it on themselves to make investing companies like yours more accessible. It's the marketing. You know, honestly, it's the marketing of, uh, of exchanges. So it's an NFT, and Because honestly, no, no, okay. no, don't go there. But I mean, it's the marketing that exchanges okay, but here, and I'm, companies. I'm just gonna, it's, it's like, you I had gotta a, do it. But it, it does come full circle and it's coming because tokenization, I've been looking at that and, and I talked with a friend, associate, whatever we want to call him, a number of years ago about tokenization of mining assets. Yep. I'm like, okay, but the problem is I don't see ethically how a public company token creates a token of its assets and sells that token because to me, in my mind, the shareholders of Renforth own the assets of Renforth. It's a public company. Mm-hmm. It's decentralized ownership. So it's not up to me. I am the CEO. I could be replaced one day. I have to find a real job. I'll come knocking. Don't worry. But Montreal is an awesome city. I'd love to live here. Just saying. But you get five. <laughs> you got five. <laughs> Sweet. I'm done. <laughs> And uh, it, but then the idea of tokenization of mining assets. So you know, I've had conversations around Parbeck with a company that wants to toke to would conceivably buy Parbeck, sell tokens representative of fractional a fractional amount of metal underground as defined by a forty three one hundred one. Now get this. Here's the real head spinning one, because they are selling the product of the mine without mining the product of the mine, they're creating carbon credits. That's right. Which they would then sell. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. The art of doing nothing and making money. It all makes sense, but where I lose the plot is then they intend to then fund the company publicly. I'm like, but that's... You can't can't suck and blow. Like, you can only sell the asset once in my mind. That's true. And that's why, like, Rimforth, like, if I were to tokenize an asset, it would have to be distributed to shareholders. So why bother? Mm -hmm. Because they already have distributed ownership. Because the token, like, the problem, one of the issues with tokens or, or, or digital currency is bringing it back into the real world. And that's where the man slams down his fist and you've got to transact through a bank. Yeah. You've got to get money. Real. You put hard dollars in, the struggle is to get hard dollars out. And it's a lack of regulation. And all of those issues will be solved one day. Regulators will come in. The, the, the wallets will be standardized. The exchanges will be regulated. People will be able to get their money out in a timely fashion because that's what they can't do right now. You can, you can trade amongst the tokens. You can trade amongst the cryptocurrencies, but you can't actually get you know, your cold hard bucks back out. You can't. So, or you can on very limited scale. Once you get into bigger dollar amounts, there's problems. You have to problems. change it to another one and then finally you get your money out, but then you're, you're actually paying FX rate. You're paying an FX rate, you're paying fees, you're, you're losing money all the way along. Yeah. So, 
Not it, the banks. It, in, no. Yeah, but I mean, but the, the, the governments will step in. Like governments will launch their own fiat cryptocurrencies and they'll standardize the exchange of cryptocurrencies mm -hmm. and it'll be a viable investment stream. It's a limited investment stream right now. There's a bit of a Ponzi scheme element to it. Like there you is. can get your money out to a point. Once you cross that line, then the, the exchange, the digital exchange isn't actually giving people money. It's giving you ether instead of money or whatever. But tokenizing but, the mine. But tokenizing in mind, I'm waiting and I've been talking, I talked to this friend of, of mine about it years ago because he wanted me to do it then. And I said, you cannot tokenize assets in a public company because by definition, the public company shareholders already own those assets. I can, uh, I beg to differ. There's a way of doing it, which is called a, and we should bring Paul for that, a gold backed bond. Okay, but the, the, the so you're selling so the the way you pay back the uh, you pay back the bond is with the actual resource with the gold. Like yeah, but the, so, uh, so but it's sort of a but that's that's Renforth creating an, an income stream in Renforth based upon the idea that we're going to mine the gold. But actually, maybe if the stock repriced reflective of that income stream. But actually, tokenizing the properties right oh. now. That's like selling it twice. That's that's old school promoter stuff. So I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see the first mining company that manages to pull that off. That's wild. But they would have to be only in the crypto space, and it can happen. But only in the crypto space. They can't double dip into the public markets. How about if they decide? But that would make it. How about if they decide to recreate their mine in the metaverse, and then they they yeah, tokenize wow. the mine in the metaverse, selling it. But but to Back be honest, the actual see, see that would make it sexy. Now and you could you have, have a public you could have a public company that just goes acquiring assets and tokenizes those assets and distributes them to both the existing public company shareholders and floats a public token amount to to token yeah people. It could happen. I gotta be honest it, it, with you it guys. It sounds to me like you're putting it together. Nah. <laughs> It sounds no, no, to no, me no, like no. you're putting I'm, it together. It, it's an interesting it's an interesting idea. I think it sounds like a it sounds like a great project for a fifteen year old that has ambitions of, <laughs> of creating bad, uh, and uh, no five. Wait, yeah, no, no, five no. means of revenue. We'll, we'll get Barrett to promote it. <laughs> Just that. Well don't even laugh. They've been trying to come up with a way to do it. CSE, Richard Charles Carlton, Charles Carlton, he's been exploring they've been exploring that for a while. They haven't come up with a way to make it work yet. Oh. oh, okay. We've been uh, we've, we've been flagged. We've been flagged. The, the clock is. Uh, we've been told by the clock on the wall. Thank you. It is uh, apparently time to wrap this show up. Wrap, wrap it Old up. Old man time. Old man time just told us that. Uh, literally. That, literally, that uh, our dad just showed us the clock. Well, That's Nicole, sad. it's a pleasure to have you. It's great to have you on here. Um, tokenizing a mine. That, that no, but that that's wild, and it's just representative of you. You ask where the new investors coming from? They're looking for that. They're looking for crazy ideas. They're looking for crazy ideas. Be and, and those are your future investors. They really are. But they're, they're going to bring back to the same thing because you can change the container, but the content eventually is always the same. That's what I think. That's wild. I, I'm 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 blown away. Mind blown, right? <laughs> yeah, mind blown, definitely. <laughs> Oh, geez. So, we're out. I, on that. Thanks. All right, awesome. guys. Thanks very much. It was a pleasure. Awesome. Uh, first podcast for me. There you go. Yeah, we're going to have a... We'll have you back. We'll have, have you back, show. definitely. For sure. With beer.
Absolutely. Hey. And maybe we'll get Barrington next time. I like the brown. Yeah, this one was pretty good too, the red. Yeah? No, it was good. Happy. All right. You That's guys have enough content? Thank you. Uh.